Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching and welcome to our last episode of 2022. Can you even? I cannot. No. Friends, we are coming to you the week of holiday. Why did I say holiday break? I always say winter break. Winter break. I feel like I've seen all of these different like TikToks and reels and things on social media about not calling it holiday break. And for the first time in my life, I just called it holiday break. It's a it's definitely representative of your mental state. Right. <laughs> right? Of just like, oh, I'm in the Problem. matrix. Problem. I am in the <laughs> matrix. <laughs> That's also the beginning and end of my understanding of the Matrix franchise. (laughs) Fair enough. And there you have it. Well, friends, last week, you heard us talk about what we read over this year in 2022. And it was a lot, a lot. And my reading is quite eclectic. Amanda's reading is a bit less eclectic in the last year. Lots of lots of nonfiction there, but some fiction. And so we decided why not like stay on the reading train because we know that many, if not most of you out there are like us and enjoy a good chit chat about books. So we want to take a moment to like project forward. Yes, we're totally making goals for next year. Yes, we're totally like thinking about the next step in our lives and our teaching. But like first... And in a very real way, we're just going to look at what we're going to read. Because that's the real pressing need is to make sure that my life is full of books in the next year, as it always has been. It is for both of us. Like when you talk about self-care, and I say that with like big air quotes, Mm -hmm. 
Um, And we've talked about here many times what self-care means to us, but like talking about things we really like, like books and finding things that we really like, like different types of books, is our own practice in self-care because it just makes us happy. So like, why not share that with the world, you know? I already want to talk about that. So I think we should do the thing we're supposed to do that you have to say that I can't say so that we can start the episode. The thing with the stuff. The thing with the stuff. The thing with the stuff. Friends, we are ready to jump in. We have got our bookshop.org wish lists ready in front of us. And we are ready to rock and roll after we cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. All right, Amanda, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you have one word, it could be compound, but one word. <laughs> you like that little grammar reach around? Yeah. Um, to sum up your list, your book stack for 2023, as it stands right here today, right now, as we're recording, what would that word be? Do I get to explain my word? I suppose. If you must. I have it, but then you have to also give yours. I know. Okay. So my one word would be intentional. Ooh. Would you like me to explain? Yeah. My word was much sillier. So yes, you're going to need to explain (laughs) so I can think of a real word. Well, and I don't know that we, I mean, this is, you know, classic Amanda bringing things back to stupid reality, but I struggle with my reading identity and I always have, I've always been someone who loves to read, but I do struggle with the fact that it's a passive activity where you sit still and don't get anything else done. Sure. So I hear myself, like I'm an English teacher who loves to read. There's no doubt about that. But I'm also someone who feels guilt, worry, anxiety with long stretches of time seated reading. It's also very hard for me. And, and, I, and I look at bookstagram, I look at People who aren't online and even you like crushing through 50, 60, 70, 80 books a year. And I like, it's just not me. And this is like not, I'm not like throwing myself a pity party here, but like it's taken me a while to kind of reckon with the fact that like, number one, I enjoy a slower pace of reading. I like, I like living with books for a while. Mm. Um, and that's just a preference that's not good or bad. It's fi- it's morally. No, and you're not alone. I'm I mean, you're alone right. in this conversation with me, but you're not alone right. in the world. Yes. Fine. But I need I need the, <laughs> everyone else to hear this. Like I feel like there's like a I don't know, there, there seems to be it feels like it's more common to be like marathon readers are in our space. And I'm just not one of y'all. Um, oh, I, I see what you mean. You mean because we're in the space of yeah. English teachers, which is also lends itself very well to the space of like book Instagram, book talk. Yes, people are all about merit badges of how many books they've read, right? Yes. And sometimes you're looking for that. quality so, over okay, quantity. So, so, well, kind of, but it's it's like for me, it's so much more like 
my ADD, it's my personality, it's the executive functioning stuff going on in my brain, the distractions, like, sure. I don't know, it's, but so the reason I kind of come back to intention is I actually just finished uh, Michelle Obama's book, which is called right. The Light and Carry, and that was actually on my list for 2023, but I managed to just grab it on audiobook between the time we recorded last week's episode and then today's, and she spoke at length about friendship. And she's like a rock star bestie and like maintains friendships across freaking eight years in the White House. I mean, I'm just, and I think about like, I have the same problem with keeping my friends as an adult. It's been very hard for me to have, you know, work on my marriage, take care of my children, take care of my career when I was in teaching, take care of my career now that I'm an entrepreneur, but also understand the value of friendship. And like, I have friends with you, but like locally, like around home, I don't have friends. And I think a lot of us are like that. Like we do, but we don't necessarily make time for them. So books and friendship, I think are the two things that I want to intentionally make time for, even though I'm not multitasking through either of them. Well, no, that makes perfect sense. And when I said quality over quantity. I mean like quality of your experience. Ah, yes. Quality of your moment with whatever book it is, whether it's in print or audio. Like your experience with these books is what you're looking for. I think so. And the quality for you is not found in jamming through a story. And I guess it depends on the story. But I I don't think you were looking for this long-winded of an answer when you asked me for my one word. So This is not my first rodeo, Amanda. (laughs) Well, it's like the first time that we've had a conversation. And I've been like, wow, she's really long-winded today. Yeah. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, buckle up. (laughs) They're never coming back. Because neither one of us, yeah, neither one of us is particularly brief. Well, there you go. That's my identity as as told through books. What about you? I like it. Well, so, I mean, my first... Before I did that. Well, my first one, I I can't even adhere to my own one word. It was going to be jewel tones because I was like, oh, if I look at all of these covers, they're all in jewel tones. But then you were like, all (laughs) thinky, thoughty. And now I'm like, oh, I see nothing that connects any of these. (laughs) I literally have cookbooks, kids' cookbooks, memoir, fantasy, <laughs> Colleen Hoover. Okay, okay, but no, but that totally makes sense. I can come up with a one word to describe that. Random. Enjoyment, fun, distraction, yeah. uh, avoidance. <laughs> Head buried in the sand with all hyphens in between. No, it's, um, I just, you know what it is, is it's things that I've, okay, help me find the word for this. It's things that I've been wanting to read or like been yeah. wanting to get to. And now I'm going to get to them. Okay. I think that that's also intention. Okay. Then I want you your word. That? I mean, I'm gonna, okay. Thanks, man. See, look at you already being a good friend. Well, sharing I mean, your word. I love you. Thanks. It's, I love it's, you too. <laughs> See, this is why I don't need real friends in real life at home. Uh, I, I was I like, mean, what? No, I mean, I mean, I, I can walk to their house. Like physical. Now. Yes, I, I get that. Michelle Obama told me I need friends. I said, you know what, Michelle? You're right. You're right. Well, speaking of Michelle Obama, so that was one of your 
It was your... 2023, but I finished it before. Okay. So, technically... so what are you going to read next? Give us your first one. Okay. So what I'm going to read next is the book for the new book club, which I am going to join in January of moms in my area. Okay. I'm very proud of you already. Okay. So we're going, uh, and it's not a book I would have picked. <laughs> this is also where it just becomes <laughs> difficult. It's right? a discomfort in your voice. <sighs> okay. So what is it? <laughs> oh, okay. I've never, I've never heard of it, but I don't think I would, I don't know that. I, I don't know. I don't know. So the book is called the monsters of Templeton by Lauren Groff. I got nothing. So here's the little, little ditty. It says okay. the monsters of Templeton is a novel spanning two centuries, part contemporary story of a girl's search for her father, part historical novel and part ghost story in the wake of a disastrous love affair with her older married archeology span professor at Stanford. Brilliant Wilhelmina Cooper arrives back at the doorstep of her hippie mother turned born again Christian house in Templeton, New York, a storybook town her ancestors founded that sits on the shores of Lake Glimmerglass. Okay, wait. Upon her arrival, oh, sorry. No, keep going. I was like, upon her arrival, a prehistoric monster surfaces in the lake, bringing a feeding frenzy to the quiet town. And Willie learns that she has a mystery father. Her mother kept a secret. Okay. I can't even keep going before. I don't want to read it anymore. Um, we'll I'm see. all in. I, well, we'll, we'll see. She, they lost me at monster. I'm, I love a good ghost story. I, I, that's not, that's not my, my turnoff by, oh boy. So I'm here for this. Here's the thing is that, that all is right up my alley. And I like you maybe, but I want to make friends. And even my husband is like, Amanda, even if you hate it, you have to go to this book club meeting and be nice. Well, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, we're going to need to like really prepare how you're going to prepare for book club meeting. (laughs) Miss like rhetorical analysis. Like, what are you going to do? This is why I don't have friends. I don't know. Stop that right now. This is why I don't have friends. Okay. No, we just are going to be intentional with the way that you talk about the book because you could scare people. <laughs> can you read it with me? Can somebody? Yes. Can somebody, Maria, I just know? added it to my list as well. Can somebody okay? read this book with me and prep me for book club. <laughs> it sounds good. I think it sounds really good. Well, book club is also at a brewery. So that's good. Okay. So they're, I mean, they're speaking your language in some way, yeah. shape or form. It's called, what's, it's such a cute, it's called, Ales and fairy tales or something like that. It's adorable. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's super cute. Okay. So. You're going to be, you're going to be okay. It's, it's, we're, yes. Okay. But I so, have, you have my back and so does Michelle Obama. So we're good. Well, there you go. What's your well, first one out the gate? Well, I, I, what it should be, this here I am shooting myself. What it should be is a couple of memoirs that I have been meaning to read. And this is where I'm like, my my list is an Amanda list. It's a couple of memoirs I've been meaning to read. One, reread in its entirety. And the other, read. Uh, because I want to use them if they work for book clubs. But also, I've just been wanting to read them. And I've talked about them before. But Fresh Off the Boat by Eddie Wong, the oh. actual memoir, I want to reread with a new lens. And then Tan France's memoir, Naturally mm. Tan. Love it. I have them sitting next to my bed. Like, you know, I put my chapstick on top of the stack every night. I just need to actually crack them open. But like, then what I really want to start with, though, is Court of the Vampire Queen by Katie Robert. It's sure. Yeah, it's deep, dark, like roses with like red in the middle. I mean, it's all the things that you think it looks like with like the 
swirly writing. Yeah. On a black background. 13 13 sequels or? I have no idea. I just remember seeing this one on TikTok and being like, "Mm -hmm, yes, that is my, that is my heroine right there. She is. So, I mean, if we're perfectly honest, I'll read that one first, but. You will. Yeah. But then I am a quicker reader. You are. Unless it's something that, well, unless it's something that I really want to draw out because I'm like, I can't, this cannot end, which happens with a lot of my series. I'll find myself getting to the last two books in a series and being like, no, and like having that and trying to draw it out. And then I'll stop reading the book three quarters of the way through and read something else so I can like prolong the story. And it doesn't really work. So then I, it, it's a whole thing. So I do end up taking a longer time sometimes, but that's only because I'm reading like four books at once. Okay. I can't, I read way late into the night. That is my like fatal flaw. I read way too late at night. Yeah, I can't. And I can't keep my eyes open. So you're, you're, I'm also learning that I need to do that as my more in my mornings, my mornings, mm-hmm. I am the most alert and I can crush through chapters. If I read first thing, coffee and books before everyone's awake, it's awesome. Interesting. I will get, I'll get sucked into it and then be like completely unproductive and be late for work. If I start reading in the morning, I I won't do anything else. This is why I don't go to work in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. It's a totally like total lifestyle shift. And, and the good thing is I've also learned, this is another sidebar we talked a little bit about. Maybe we'll talk about more in 2023. One of the things I've learned to help manage my ADHD symptoms is to have a dopamine low morning. So I'm, instead of grabbing my phone, grabbing a book, that's a much better way for me to warm up my system hmm. than the immediacy of a dopamine grab with my phone. So anyway, I'm also thinking about these things. That's fascinating. I, I need know. more on that to come. Yes. Like more that. to come. Okay. okay. You ready for another one? Yeah. What's next on your list? Okay. So next on my list is a person I want you all to follow. If you're not already following Susan Barber, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. She had a quick little segment about Frankenstein and our Gothic mm, lit yes. collab episode. Um, Susan Barber is a brilliant, brilliant teacher, veteran teacher. She's very heavily involved in AP lit, but she's also taught multiple levels of English throughout her career. She's in like her upper twenties of her experience. And I just mm-hmm. I love her. I follow her on Twitter. I follow her on Facebook. We're, we're distance friends. We've never actually gotten to meet in person, but Susan is always talking about what she's reading. So I feel like I'm like, following her recommendations all the time. And she's never steered me wrong. And one that I think she's probably finished with by now is Barbara Kingsolver's new book, Demon Copperhead. You had me at hello. Keep going. So I've read Barbara Kingsolver before. I like Barbara Kingsolver very much. Um, This one is a New York Times bestseller, number one Washington Post bestseller, indie bestseller, and Oprah book club selection. Okay. I'll give you the the first paragraph of the, the zhuzh. Uh, Demon Copperhead is set in the mountains of Southern Appalachia. It's the story of a boy born to a teenage single mother in a single wide trailer with no assets beyond his dead father's good looks and a copper colored hair, a caustic wit and a fierce talent for survival in a plot that never pauses for breath relayed in his own unsparing voice. He braves the modern perils of foster care, child labor, derelict schools, athletic success, addiction, disastrous loves and crushing losses through all of it. He reckons with his own invisibility in a popular culture where even the superheroes have abandoned rural people in favor of cities. 
Dang. Would I have picked this up on my own? Probably not. But no, I would, it does sound I would do good. Anything Susan Barber says I should do. So it says equal parts hilarious and heartbreaking. It, I think it's a riff off of David Copperfield. And uh-huh. this is a kind of Huck Finn, Holden Caulfield, but more resilient. It's got a little bit of those vibes. So Okay. I like it. Yeah. It's, I like it's a, it. It's it's it is Dickens. Many generations ago, Dickens wrote David Copperfield. It's kind of says it's like um it's a transporting a Victorian epic novel into contemporary American South. Yep, so it is. It's a it's a a play on David Copperfield. Okay, Dickensian, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Very literary. Very literary. very yeah, much more literary than what I got. Well, well, what, what, an, AP, what an AP lit teacher's reading. So there you go. True. Very true. Well, no, actually, you know what? I do have one that's pretty literary. It's called Mr. Fox by Helen Oyeyemi. I think I pronounced the name correctly. Mr. Fox, I actually just saw, speaking of Instagram, I couldn't tell you who did it, but we are looking at texts to adopt in our district for uh, upper grades. And so um, one of my good friends is the AP lit teacher at my school. And so mm-hmm. I teach 12th grade. She's got 11th and 12th for AP lit, but we were really looking with an 11th grade lens. At, wouldn't it be cool to have something that we teach across the 12th grade, um, at least in the lit courses? And so Mr. Fox is very short and very literary. Let me... Let's see if I can get you. Yeah. And can you say the author's name again? Because I keep getting uh, Roald Dahl. Okay. Helen, and then I'll spell the last name. O-Y-E-Y-E-M-I. Ooh, white is for witching is another one. There's Mr. Fox. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Fairy tale romances and with a wedding and the fairy tales don't get complicated. In this book, the celebrated writer, Mr. Fox, can't stop himself from killing off the heroines of his novels and neither can his wife, Daphne. It's not until Mary, his muse, comes to life and transforms him from author into subject that his story begins to unfold differently. Doesn't this sound like... I'm in. Like brain just blow like so many different thought bubbles. Oh my gosh! Mary challenges Mr. Fox to join her in her uh, join her in stories of their own devising, and in different times and places, the two of them seek each other, find each other, thwart each other, and try to stay together even when the roles they inhabit seem to forbid it. Their adventures twist the fairy tale into nine variations, exploding and teasing conventions of genre and romance, and each iteration explores the fears that come with accepting a lifelong bond. Meanwhile, Daphne becomes convinced that her husband is having an affair and finds her way into Mary and Mr. Fox's game. And so Mr. Fox is offered a choice. Will it be a life with the girl of his dreams or a life with an all too real woman who delights him more than he cares to admit? Okay. Kids would love that just from the description. And it's very short. So it's, it's packed. So when you talk about like English teacher brain, literary merit is just like explode. Yeah. It is busting at the seams. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just so many different layers. Like all of the categories are fairy tales, folk tales, legends and mythology, literary, magical realism. Like there's so much. All there. I love that, it. Yes. So your whole is, unit could be tropes and archetypes. How cool. Right. And like going off of my fairy tale unit is what this could get. Like. Very, yes, so I've grounding. started it. 
I love the idea because like, I feel like senior year is the year where everything kind of just everyone goes their own way in a good way, but having like everyone starts with this book together, like one collective experience for like whatever that literary side of mm-hmm. senior year looks like. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of power in that. And then letting the kind of the everything unfold into their, so that's very cool. Isn't that, that cool? Yeah. So I, that, that I'm very excited about. I have cracked it open, uh, but I haven't like really dug in just yet, but I will. Oh my gosh. That's a good, uh, I, love, I, love, I love it. I know. That's, I don't think so I'm going to be able to share all of mine, but I'll share a couple more. You go first. No. So yeah, Marie and I have both have our lists on bookshop.org. Um, we love what bookshop.org is up to in supporting small, local, independent bookstores. And so that's kind of where we are keeping our lists for you to browse. And so there's going to be way more on those lists than we have time to talk about today. Um, So I can kind of like shift into my last couple here. I have a few I can group together. I have two books on my list that are connected to an exciting event happening in my 2023 life. (laughs) I said I would never do it again, but here I am breaking that promise. Um, Literally less than a year later, but less than a year later, uh, my family is traveling again in 2023 and we are headed to Iceland again. This will be the third time my husband and I have been there. The first time we're taking the kids. And then we're also going to be headed to Glasgow to Scotland. And so I am beside myself excited, but part of what gets me excited about traveling is I love to read travel books and books about places. Um, So I do have two books on my list that are related to that trip. One of them is, so I read in 2022, I didn't talk about this in the last episode. I read a book called Clanlands and it's by Sam Wagan. I think you say it's not, I'm not saying it right. And Graham McTavish, they are two of the actors in Star's very famous show Outlander. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam, you know is the best is the is the jam is the reason we watch this show um and he and and graham kind of go through basically a road trip through scotland and they talk about the history and like all of their kind of love affair with their own heritage and their research so this book is called waypoints and it's sam's kind of personal memoir and his love affair with scotland and like what he's grown to know about his own culture and his experiences there so i'm excited to read a memoir about a place that i'm going and then the other book I'm reading looks kind of bizarre and strange, and I'm like all in for bizarre and strange. <laughs> it's called How Iceland Changed the World, The Big History of a Small Island. So I'm very excited to read that one too, a very nonfiction look at Iceland's role in history and trade and you know all of that culture. I mean, when we first went there on our honeymoon, we stayed with a family because I didn't know how to use Airbnb. So first stop on our honeymoon was a couple's home in Iceland with two separate twin beds. It was adorable. Uh, right. Like we <laughs> had no I'm idea very, how to use Airbnb. I'm very Lucy and Ricky of you. Yes. <laughs> what? But it turned out wonderfully. Like we actually spent, you know, our two nights, like up late talking with them about life and marriage and la la la. But like, I love meeting like real people from, you know, from Iceland. They're just so friendly and so interesting. And they're from all over the world, you know, as an Island nation, Mm -hmm. people kind of come from wherever and like, you know, natives are there and, you know, they have their own app in Iceland to make sure that you're not hooking up with your cousin because it's so small. Um, Anyway, there's lots of, Oh my God. 
It's true. I mean, like you really have to double check before making. Yeah, but not something I ever would have thought of until you said that. So thank you. Oh yeah, that's there is an app. I've seen it. It's it's amazing. So you can check like genealogy and make sure like that person is buying you a drink is not your. Oh gracious! Oh gosh! You're like, could you please spit into this cup really quickly so I can test your (laughs) DNA? Thank you. It's like common practice. So two two very like self-serving travel focused books that are have nothing to do with English or teaching or my career or anything else. And I'm really excited to dig into those two. Well, I have some books that I can kind of like group into one that are going to be surprising to no one, but they kind of serve my travel itch in that I'm not going to be traveling for a while. Like it's just not in the cards right now, but I can travel with my taste buds. Do you like what I did there? Yeah. And it's not surprising at all that they're cookbooks. It's also not surprising at all that the one I am the most excited about that I'm going to buy for myself is called French Country Cooking. (laughs) Meals and moments from a village in, I think it's like the South of France or something like that. The dot, dot, dot has cut off the rest of the title, but just simple, like traditional French cooking from just a small farmhouse kitchen style setup where there's not like a whole, I mean, cause French cooking can get so technical, but this is just like roasting a chicken or like whatever it is. That to me is very gratifying. That is kind of cooking that I like to do. I've also started working on my little like backyard herb garden. And so I know Sandy, Amanda just gave me a look like it's 14 degrees here. How does that? Because it's 52 and I'm freezing. So that like idea of being able to incorporate that into my kitchen and that kind of thing, it just sounds like a nice way for me to also make myself slow down because like Amanda, I have a hard time focusing on one thing at a time if I'm up and moving. If it's the time where I'm ready to go to bed and I get a book, that's I will I will go down that rabbit hole for hours and have to make myself go to sleep. But if it's something um, where I'm up and I'm moving and other things are happening cooking really simply and just like good food helps me like kind of calm all the voices while the day is still happening. So then in addition to that, there's a couple of cookbooks that I am giving my kids for Hanukkah gifts, because as we're recording this, it's still 2022. And one of them is America's Test Kitchen kids has some really good stuff. And so I'm, I'm getting them a couple of those, like a baking one and just like a young chef's cookbook to help them Also, just like one of the best things you can do for your children is teach them how to make food. And it's not just like, oh, teach a man to fish, blah, blah, blah. But also like, mommy, I'm hungry. That is amazing. Go make something for yourself. Yeah. Take care of that. Yeah. So it's also self-serving. So I'm really excited about that because I like to eat. So there's the promise of food, you know. It's a food. Yeah. No one hates any of that. No. Um. Do you want to share your last couple and then I'll share my last couple and we'll let our yeah, friends go yes. into the night. Yeah. yeah. I'll just kind of like rattle off a few, um, at least professionally, like my job now that I'm out of the classroom, my job is very, very strange, but also beautiful because one of the things that I try to also read for is I try to do the reading that you guys don't have time to do. Um, I get a lot of recommendation questions for certain like scenarios, right? Like I have this unit, I need choice books for this, or I have this unit, but blah, blah, blah. And so I always kind of keep track of those. And I try to 
narrow them down to the ones that are the most requested. And so one thing that I get a lot of requests for is I need short stories or essays or things that are uplifting and yes. not down in the dumpster fire of hell. So there's yes. this book <laughs> that I have on my wish list, my TBR list. It's called Inciting Joy. It's a book of essays curated by Ross Gay. And so I'm going to give that one a look and see if I can find some good pieces that would make great supplements or close reading passages, things like that. I've got another one for a similar scenario, one called The Persuaders. It's at the front lines of the fight for hearts and minds. And I'm going to look at that one too, again, for like sections, right? Sections that can kind of support and supplement units. I like to be able to be the person who has the clarity of mind to go out and do all of that resourcing and research. I mean, you're literally that person for me. So yeah, that's, that's the beauty of what my job is and what I want to be able to do for teachers at the moment, I'm not in the classroom. So I want to do what I can that I couldn't do when I was. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, so those are two. And then also on that same vein, I'm trying to read more YA against my natural <laughs> current of things. Um, but I have um, Furia, Furia on my list. It's um, a book about a girl playing soccer. It's oh, yes. You were telling me about this one. Yes. Furia is probably how you pronounce it in Spanish, but supposed to be really great about soccer. I've got on here, where are you? Going back, going back, up, 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 up. Oh, um, The Remarkable Journey of Coyote Sunrise. Uh, My good friend, Aviva Stern, uh, on Instagram, you guys probably know Aviva, she's the bomb. Um, She reads books like so fast. And this is one that she loved and recommended that I put in my cart immediately. And then I'd say, oh, and Children of Blood and Bone. I have started Children of Blood and Bone so many times. I want to finish... Yes, because I know that there are more in that series. It's dystopian. I'm already on. I'm already in. Um, and I really want to finish that. So those are three yeah. of the YA books that are on my list. Okay. You know what's funny? I don't have a single YA on here. Wow, that is shocking. I have children's books, one called Pizza and Taco, Who's the Best? We have Pizza and Taco. My kids love Pizza and Taco. I mean, I, I have to read it. They can't read it, but. Right. But so, I mean, I, it's that and like complete cookbook for young chefs up to. Mr. Fox. <laughs> okay, um, the pizza and taco book, the one where they plan a party is really funny. It's so funny. I think I just have who's the best so far. Cause I think that's another, it's, yeah. it's another, it uh, it's either under the tree or it's next to the menorah. I can't remember where I wrapped it, but yeah. it's there. So my last few books are straight up just like fiction. I, I have not ever read Colleen Hoover. I follow a lot of, book talkers who talk about Colleen Hoover either in good or like positive or negative light. I know Amanda has not been the biggest fan. I just didn't like Verity. I feel like that's not fair. I feel like people have said that can't be the only one that you read. Oh, okay. Well, I, I am coming at this from a very, if I had not reminded myself that this was the author that I was thinking, I wouldn't have remembered her name. Like that's kind of where I'm at because I'm in such a different like Sarah J. Moss world is where I'm at. And so I just went, you know what? Let's, people are talking about this a lot. Why don't I try to remember the author's name and like read some of these books? So I've got Verity. I've got It Ends With Us because those were two that came across a ton. And then I've got another one that I heard a lot about. And actually one of my friends was like, I think you're going to like this and gave it to me. And I'm normally the one that's giving everybody looks. So it's The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Okay. Um, have you read that one? 
No, but I, can, I have it right there. On yeah, the she's looking at it, everybody. I'm looking at it. Um, yeah. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard from people who I have very similar tastes with that they loved it or that they hated it. So that one's going to be a mixed bag. And you know what is not on here yet, but I did start is actually, I may have talked about this in our one of our former episodes, Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, I recommended that one to you. You did. Yes. Series. P.S. They could really screw it up or they could really do a good job. I loved Daisy Jones of the Six and you have to listen to it. Hey, I'm having a really hard time getting into it. (sighs) Because I'm like, wait, what? No, I loved it. Okay. It It was so good. So stick with it? Okay, I will. Are you Um, listening? Are you listening to it? No, I'm not listening to it. I'm reading it. Uh, Maybe that's why. Okay. The audio performance is so good with all the different people. I okay. really liked it. I'll give it a try. Okay. I don't know. I got a really tight schedule with all my podcasts. The audio dance card is kind of full. So I'll see what I, I can do. Okay. Because that is what I, if I go put an audio book when I go to bed, nine, nine. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Mm. So mm. we'll just have to see. Well, friends, Great you can job. see that Amanda and I are not friends because of our taste in books being similar. No. We are friends for many other reasons but we've just given you a ton of ideas and there's even more if you had there's the even more exactly so we're gonna leave you here we hope that you are having an amazing end of 2022 that your new year's is full of whatever you need it to be full of whether it's reflection whether it's quiet or whether it's just hanging out and having the time of your life do what you need to do find some books that make you feel good and make you feel like you and we cannot wait to see you in 2023 in a new season. In a new season. We have so many fun things coming to the podcast. Like so many fun things. We've already done a few interviews for next year. Like we are happy hour is kicking off in a mere matter of days. We can't wait. So thank you for joining us. We will see you next year. (laughs) We will see you next time. And uh, until we meet again. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school. 